Welcome to the Betterism Podcast, a learning community seeking out life's unusual lessons from its unlikely places. I'm your host, Glenn Binger, author, teacher, and coach, and I'm here to help spark some collective growth. I hope you'll stick around and teach us a thing or two, but first, a few words from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Chalk Vitality Products. That's C-H-O-Q. Chalk is a supplement company uh, that has full disclosure ingredients. They disclose the exact amount of every single ingredient on every bottle. They don't hide behind any proprietary blends or any of that nonsense. Um, They only use the best ingredients sourced from around the globe, um, but they are also made, manufactured, and shipped from within the United States of America. Um, personally, I'm a big fan of the Shilajit supplement. Um, I also use the daily men's blend, but, uh, they have everything. I mean, from cacao to Irish moss, um, ashwanda, I, there are a few solid products on their line. Um, you can check them out at their website at chalk.com. That's C-H-O-Q.com. And if you use the promo code betterism, you can save 35% site-wide. Um, I also recommend checking out Dr. Matthew Dorsey's uh, YouTube channel. He has a lot of educational content that he puts out almost weekly. So I do recommend checking them out. Again, uh, that's chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com, and use the promo code BETTERISM for 35% off site-wide. What is up, my Betterism family? Welcome to the Betterism Podcast. I'm your host, Glenn. Uh, We're going to take a little detour here. We're doing a little experimenting with the show, with the formatting. Um, We're going to try a little solo episode here. Um, So I'm figuring after 75 episodes, we can kind of start experimenting and learning how to learn, hence you know the whole Betterism theme here. I figured we would start off by throwing it back to um, an article that I wrote for the Betterism blog back in 2018. Uh, it's called Three Things I Learned from Deadpool. Deadpool's the Marvel character, for those of you that don't know. Um, <laughs> known for his his mouth. Um, I think, you know, I, most likely you've heard of, you know, Ryan Reynolds portraying him in the, the movie adaptations from Fox before Disney bought it. Um, as of this recording, we're still waiting on uh, Deadpool 3, the movie to come out. Disney, I guess, is working on that whole thing. Anyway... I figured we'd kind of uh, explore some life lessons here that we can learn from the character Deadpool. Um, I would like to, and again, I'm still playing with format, so bear with me here, friends. Uh, I would like to kind of just explore the three main lessons that I personally took away from Deadpool. Um, this come Again, this comes straight off of that article. If you would like to take a read, uh, it's over. I'm going to share it in the, in the show notes here. Um, but... Deadpool has been one of those characters for me. I I've read I've read his comics, you know, back back in the day when I was younger. Um, one of my good friends kind of got me into comic books when I was in uh, high school. I, I was never really like a comic book nerd. I wouldn't even consider myself a comic book nerd to this day. But um, good friend of mine, who maybe maybe shout out Mark, maybe we'll get you on the podcast at some point. Um, a good friend of mine, Mark, had kind of shown me the comic book realm back in high school. This was prior to like Marvel's 
movie launch with Iron Man in 2008 and all. One of the characters that I, I was immediately drawn to was Deadpool, mostly because of his, or I guess I should say the writers kind of made him so meta. <laughs> he, and not, you know, not talking Facebook meta, I'm just talking like meta fiction, um, where he breaks the fourth wall. And I think that was a technique that it's very, it's tricky to use and, and to use it well. And I think Deadpool um, does it really well. Uh, you know, the movies did it well. And I know Ryan Reynolds uh, and, and his team did a really good job in making sure that was appropriate and stayed true to the character that really stood by the, the beginning of the series, right? The comic book really kind of launched that whole acknowledgement of being a comic book and, and things like that. I, I think it was, <laughs> it was very well done. You know, I, you know, when I was younger, I didn't really appreciate it as much as I do now, but anyway, I would like to explore those ideas and concepts here in this episode. So uh, let's, let's jump in here. I'm going to give a little brief overview. So the first lesson I'd like to explore is how Deadpool taught me to break rules with a good heart. I think that's kind of important. Lesson two that I'm going to do a little dive into is how Deadpool taught me to stick to my guns and accomplish my accomplish my goals. That's where this podcast kind of came from. Um, and then lesson three, Deadpool taught me to never take life too seriously. So three things I learned from Deadpool. The thing that fascinates me about Deadpool is the unique blend of immortality and complex personality that he has at surface level you know he seems pretty normal uh, normal he seems pretty normal i mean for a marvel character uh but there's a little more to this merc with a mouth once we dig a little deeper i don't think that it's just his inability to die that attracts us to him i mean he has so for those of you who don't know he's forever alive he's immortal he like can't die because of this cancerous mutation he has um, and again, this is in the fictional Marvel realm. Um, you know, he's a, he was a, he's a mutant, so to speak, in the X-Men realm. I don't really know who owns those rights anymore, <laughs> whether it's Fox or Disney or how they're going to take that. Again, as of this recording in 2021 here, um, we have yet to see another Deadpool uh, adaptation from the hands of Disney. Prior to this, it's all been Fox. So it, we don't know how it's going to play out. But basic premise of his character is he can't die. You can chop off his arms, you can rip him in half. If you've seen the movies, Juggernaut <laughs> literally rips him in half and he, he lives. Um, but, you know, I don't think it's just that inability to die that attracts us. The irony that really grabs me by the heartstrings is that he's his own worst enemy. He's, the, the thing that's ironic is he's not only, like, he can't die, but he's, he's dead on the inside. I mean, he openly admits to hating his own reality, to hating himself. Um, and that might seem a little depressing, but I think it's a feeling that most of us, I know I can relate to this feeling at certain points in my life. It's, it's like this silent suffering from within us, from within me. Um, being damaged from the inside out, you know, that can affect many of us, regardless of what we look, at, look like on the outside. Um, you know, we all know how to wear a mask at times. And I think we all know how to seek betterment within ourselves. You know, I look at all the self-help books that are out there. There's, there's so many of them. I know I'm staring at my bookshelf right now. I have, there's 
<laughs> I would say half of my nonfiction collection is just classified as self-help. But back to Deadpool, that's, that's not really how he approaches that. He doesn't necessarily want to be better. I think he wants to do better and, and change his, his Merc ways. <laughs> um, he hides behind the mask in more of a sense of like hiding his damaged shell. And I think that's kind of, you know, it's, 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 it's unique, especially for a comic book character. It's very complex. He's embarrassed that his skin's all messed up and he wears the mask to hide that, but he also wears the mask to hide the pain. Look at the movies. I mean, there's so many like self self hating quotes that Ryan Reynolds kind of throws in there in, in the spirit of the Deadpool character, right? That's a, it's a deeper layer of suffering that's eating into his soul. And you see the same thing in the comic books. Um, obviously the comic books, they take different turns and things like that, but you can still, you can still witness and, and bear that layer of suffering. And it's almost relatable um, in, in a human sense. There is an iconic definition to the word anti-hero. Deadpool for sure is an anti-hero. <laughs> He's a he's a wisecrack. He's a smartass. Um, funny enough, he's Canadian. But Deadpool has a lot of other things going for him that the creators, I think, of both the comics and the movies really kind of uh, made subtle, subtle and appropriate. And I think we can learn from those things. So anyway, long story short, I think there's there's some things we can learn from Wade Wilson here. So let's dive into that first lesson. Deadpool taught me to break the rules with a good heart. First, understand that the traditional conventions of storytelling via your chosen medium. For example, I write things. Um, some people cook, some people landscape, some people code, right? Some people make music, whatever it is. Everyone has a craft, their own art. And it all, all of those arts come with their own rules. Once you understand those rules, it's possible to set out intentionally to break them with a good heart, you know, especially the ones that resonate with your audience. And this is, again, this is kind of what I'm trying to do here with this very episode. This is the first solo show that I'm doing, right? I'm not even, you know, I'm using this article as kind of like my guide here, but I'm kind of going off the cusp to see what works and what doesn't. Podcasting has its own set of rules. Um, lo and behold, you know, whatever your art is, you kind of want to, we want to learn to be bold and push the boundaries. They're not necessarily limits. They're more of like guidelines, right? I, I always think of that Pablo Picasso quote. It's like, know the, know the rules like an artist or know the rules so you can break them like an artist. I think that's what it is. I'm probably paraphrasing. Right. One of the things that makes Deadpool Deadpool is his self-awareness of his fictional comic book existence. Right. He breaks that fourth wall. Um, in most literary classes, at least the ones that I've taken, you know, that's it's a narrative no-no. <laughs> You're not like supposed to do that in the traditional sense of of literature and storytelling. Um, but at the same time, many different forms of art have have that quote unquote fourth wall that is breakable. And a lot of times the, the, the standout masterpieces break such rule. 
Uh, it's kind of interesting. He's one of the only, one of the few Marvel characters to do this. Um, and I think, you know, as far as the cinematic universe goes, he's definitely right now the only one that does that. But, you know, I, I think as Marvel grows and as Disney kind of pushes boundaries, we're going to see more of those rules being broken. But I learned this from Deadpool, the comics, way back when, when I started reading them. And, you know, I think the movie does it when the movie came out in what was it 2016. I think the first one was second one was probably 2018, which is probably why I wrote this article on the on the blog. You know, I think we started to recognize and appreciate what comic book movies were becoming. And I think Ryan Reynolds kind of wanted to exploit that a little bit. <laughs> uh, it's kind of cool. I mean, I, I can't, again, I can't tell you how many of my college professors really taught me to never acknowledge the reader and never break that fourth wall. Deadpool was one of the first people to kind of say, fuck that, right? His self-awareness of his fictional presence and the fans, they, they really love it. You know, I the more I think about it, the more times, the more times that I see like breaking that fourth wall really kind of makes the, the project stand out the more that, you know, audience tends to love it. it. There's a right and a wrong way to do it. I don't think it's easy to do. I don't, I think I'm still kind of learning how to do that, but you know, I think it adds, the whole point of this is it adds another layer to the complexity of Deadpool's character. And I think learning how, learning how rules work in creative projects, you know, I think you, you learn how to break them intentionally to kind of elicit certain things from your audience. So Deadpool is really one of the first characters, the first uh, artistic expressions out there that taught me how to do that. And since then, I've been trying to experiment with it. Um, I tried to do that a little bit with Head Games, the novel that I put out this year. Uh, it's super, super meta in that, <laughs> in that same regard. But, you know, I, I, I think Deadpool does it well. I think the comics and the movies did it well. And I think Ryan Reynolds definitely paid homage to that when they were writing the original script back way back when, all those years ago. So, you know, I think that's a pretty, pretty big takeaway, you know, learn, learn how the rules work so you can break them with a good heart. I think that's important. Uh, lesson two, Deadpool taught me how to stick to my guns. I think it's important to know, when you're an oddball, to accept your own weirdness and to embrace it, to be yourself and be authentic about it. Um, I've learned in my three short decades on this planet, uh, I've learned that your time will come. You know, if you if you learn how to stick to your guns and you learn how to set goals and and boundaries and, and embrace obstacles, I think over time you kind of learn how to embrace them. You learn how to, you learn how to use them, tying it back to the first lesson here. You learn how to like use those obstacles as a compass. And a lot of times fear points in that direction. Um, Deadpool, <laughs> he's a very, again, he's a unique character. He tends to be a little R-rated. He's very violent. I mean, he murders people. His rule of thumb is like the bad people. That's where the anti-hero kind of thing comes in, right? So, you know, he's a, he's a self-proclaimed uh, self less of a bad guy. Um, he kind of makes it a joke of himself, right? Because again, like his life, he, he, his life like is a joke to him. 
Um, he's complex. He's dead on the inside. He's learning how to reconcile with his own existence as somebody who cannot die, right? So he's identifying himself as a hero. And he's also identifying the fact that being a hero is not really in his cards, right? So he, he is intentionally choosing to not play the superhero game. I think that's the joke with in the movie. That's the joke with him and Colossus, right? Like, uh, <laughs> you know, I want to join your superhero club. Um, he under Deadpool understands the necessary cup, uh, necessary steps that need to be made towards perennial success. He knows that it won't be easy, but you know, what other choice does he have? He literally can't die ever. And I think learning how to stick to his guns in that regard and kind of set those guidelines, those goalposts and stick to them is important. You know, we can't, we can't all we can't all do that easily. I think that's different for each and every one of us, but recognizing that like you have the ability to kind of set that for yourself is important. Sometimes the things that you believe in aren't all Captain America. Sometimes it includes putting yourself first. And uh, you know, not at the expense of others, of course, but in order to prevent any anxiety attacks or mental breakdowns, like we have to learn how to practice self-care. Um, Wade Wilson is certainly no exception to that in his eyes, putting himself first is something that heroes do. So he doesn't necessarily tend to do that because he's a self-proclaimed anti-hero, right? He mentions that all the time, both the comics and the movies. Um, he kind of tends to just power on through the absurdity of being a comic book hero, right? Again, not, not that he gives a crap about what any of us think it's, it's more for himself, but he recognizes the power of, of that, of, of trying to accomplish your goals and set guidelines and, and work towards that. Um, I think he also recognizes the power of teamwork. We see that sometimes in the comics. I remember the one where he teams up with Thanos. I think that was pretty, pretty unique. Um, you know, Deadpool two, he kind of creates his own family, right? He's trying to like establish some sort of, of team. Um, Life can, life can kick your ass sometimes, right? But there are times in life where you kind of need to recognize the value of that, of like getting back up, right? And, and teamwork is a piece of that because sometimes you can't do it by yourself. Sometimes you need social skills and the ability to work together and you need that extra confidence boost to get yourself back up, right? <laughs> I don't want to use the term, pick yourself up by the bootstraps, but, you know, I mean, that's even though it's kind of an overused cliche these days, uh, especially amongst political climates, um, you know, sometimes it's it's not easy to do that yourself. Right. So all that being said, you, you need to we need to recognize and accept our own strengths and our weaknesses. And in order to do that, like we got to be ourselves. We got to know like what makes us tick. Right. And a lot of times understanding that comes along the progress or comes along the path of sticking to your guns, right? So second thing there, uh, we got the third lesson here, third life lesson. Deadpool taught me to never take life too seriously. I mean, let's face it, we're not Deadpool. We're, we're all gonna die eventually. I know that seems glib, but it's not, right? It's it's not. I mean, once you embrace that and you, you kind of partake in, in that stoic philosophy of, of, you know, memento mori, like 
you kind of set yourself free a little bit. You can kind of you can kind of go back and adjust those goalposts as needed. The, the sticking to your guns, like we were just talking about. You can go back and you can you can think about what rules need to be broken and when they need to be broken, right? All of that requires a sense of humor. <laughs> if you take life too seriously and you put those things on the weight of your shoulders on top of everything else that's going on in life, like that can be a little, can be a little stressful, can be a little, little tough. Um, Deadpool, Wade Wilson, really, he kind of took this attitude before being mutated. Right. So like Wade Wilson was always this Merc with a mouth, like prior to his X-Men mutation, right? The, the, the X-Gel, whatever it's called. Um, he, he had a perspective on life and he knew how fucked up things could be. And even though he was unique in expressing this, he was grateful for what little things he had. Right. I mean, in the movies, he had the whole relationship with Vanessa and that changed that changed the whole trajectory of, of the Merc with a mouth. Right. So he has his own little, his own little darkness, but he, he puts a twist on it. Right. It's that anti-hero twist with a good heart, but doing so in a way where you're not letting it defeat you. Um, I think this is a pretty important lesson that we can learn from Deadpool. And again, this is not, this is not one that's super obvious, right? This is, this is something that many adults that I know still haven't yet learned this. And it's, it's, it's tough. It's difficult. I struggle with this. I, I you know, I, I don't mean to portray this in a sense that like, I'm the expert here, but I think it's worth exploring. It's worth thinking about. Cause I think once we understand how to kind of take a step back and, and, and laugh at ourselves and, and, and see that life is short and, you know, there is moments to love and to, to be grateful and to have fun, no matter how small or how large they are. And then vice versa, there's moments where you have to embrace your darkness and your your shadow as the spiritual gurus have been kind of coming to light here these past few months. I mean, you know, that, that changes the way that you stick to your guns. That changes the way that you try to accomplish your goals. There's, you start to see things a little bit differently. And I think Deadpool kind of illustrates that very well yes, that means we have to put in the work sometimes. And yes, that work is going to be different for everybody because let's face it, we're all different and that's a beautiful thing. But learning how those things work with us, with you in your own personality, in your own identity, your own character is important. That's how we grow. That's how we become better people, best versions of ourselves, the, the betterisms, so to speak. Um, you know, that's not easy. It doesn't mean we can't like, take a good hard look at ourselves in the mirror and recognize the sheer irony and the fact that we alone are responsible for our own perceptions around the reality of us. Um, it's easy to place blame, but I think that's something that Deadpool recognizes and can point out for us. Again, even if this is subtle, right? He, I mean, Deadpool does the only thing he knows how to do and he makes fun of what he's doing while he's doing it. Again, he's a it's a comic book character, so he's gonna have his unique little things. But like we can we can apply those same those same lenses to our own lives. Deadpool has an intrinsic motivation, just like the rest of us, even if his are fueled by chimichangas and Hello Kitty. I mean, the fact of the matter is, he's aware of his existence and his limited abilities to change it. I mean, 
all he tries to do is find the humor in it while taking the necessary actions that he can to strive to accomplish his his goals, right? His sticking to his guns, right? Um, I don't want to say this and, you know, make it sound like I'm not acknowledging that things can't suck sometimes because things can, life, can, life sucks sometimes. And I think that's something we collectively need to learn how to deal with. But once we understand how, once we understand how that works, it helps us better appreciate the good times. I mean, compared to Deadpool, our lives are not so bad. We, we know we're going to die eventually. Deadpool doesn't have that luxury, right? He has to live every single day knowing that he cannot die. In the movies, in the, de in the second Deadpool 2 movie, he definitely dove into that. <laughs> I mean, the opening scene is about him trying to, you know, uh, take his own life. I mean, literally tried everything and he can't do it. So, I don't know. It's it's something to think about. It, it's some uh, reflective points. I think we can kind of embrace those three life lessons within our own realities and apply them in a sense that helps us improve ourselves. That's again, that's going to be different for everybody. Right. But even though Deadpool is kind of this goofy Wade Wilson, fictional Marvel character, like those, those life lessons can be applied to us in many ways how to break the rules with a good heart, how to stick to your guns, how to not take life too seriously and embrace the good and embrace the bad. Um, I always find it awkward when my middle school students ask me about their my thoughts on Deadpool. I mean, I, I usually, first thing I do is a, a redirect because it's a little obviously inappropriate for middle schoolers. I always say like, oh, your parents let you watch that. But I don't know. I don't really, I don't really like have an answer, you know? I mean, that's, that's the point of writing this, this block. That was the point of writing this, these three life lessons is like the, like my thoughts on Deadpool as a writer is they're, they're different than my thoughts on Deadpool as a learner. And I think as a learner, I can kind of see how Deadpool's deals with his own struggles and struggles to deal with his own struggles. Um, he's a pretty complex character. And I feel like as a writer protagonists that are complex like that, they, they always get me. Like, it's just, it, I get so drawn into stories like that. Um, you know, Wolverine was another big one growing up and he has similar abilities and stuff. That was shout out to Mark. I know that was my friend Mark's favorite character, but same thing. Like Logan has such Logan has such a complex background I mean, you can look at that through all of those X-Men movies and the comic books and, you know, he tends to be, Wolverine tends to be a much more popular character as far as those comic books go, but it's, it's similar. That complex background as a protagonist really has the ability to, to teach, to, to teach us how to deal with things in our own lives. Um, I think my favorite aspect personally of Wade Wilson's persona is that self-awareness piece. The fact that he is meta, he knows he's a comic book character. He knows he is in a film. He admits when he's on a lunchbox. I think, you know, the superhero landings always hurt his knees and all that stuff. You know, he, he admits it shameless, shamelessly, all jokingly. And I think, again, that kind of ties back to that third le uh, life lesson there. It's pretty captivating. You know, um, it's kind of like... <laughs> It's kind of like all of those, you know, traditional writing rules that we're, uh, we're taught to stick to, 
the traditional conventions and stuff like use three acts in your plot and keep your protagonist admirable and give them a love interest and some scars. Like, not that these are bad writing rules. I think, you know, rules exist in a sense to help writers kind of produce things that can resonate, right? The commonalities between all works and stuff, but that doesn't mean that all those literary devices work for every single story. I mean, sometimes, sometimes they can be pretty boring, you know, especially some of the older works you look back and it's like, okay, this was in the time period, this was pretty, you know, uh, innovative, but now it's not because it's been done so many times. And I, you know, I think this is why I enjoy Deadpool so much. He, he nods to some of these rules and he breaks that fourth wall, um, intentionally. And breaking the fourth wall was a technique that like I'd never heard of before reading Deadpool back when I was in high school and I was a teenager. The concept, it blew my mind, especially based on all the reading that I've done up until that point. Because I was, you know, in high school, you, you read the books that they tell you in, in English class. And it's not all of them, not all of them, you know, kind of push those, those literary boundaries. So I don't know. It's something to think about. Um, the 2016 release of the original Deadpool, it really marked a change in the superhero film industry. <laughs> I mean, first of all, it had an R rating, right? So it forced many people to question their understanding of what a superhero movie was. Um, and I think the film the creators did that intentionally, especially recognizing the potential market that Disney was missing at the time. Again, this was before Disney bought Fox. You know, movies like... I don't know, the Avengers would have been different if they were R-rated, right? And I know that's not what Disney was trying to do, but at the time in 2016, when that first Deadpool movie came out, like, again, they were they were trying to break some rules there and it worked. Audi audiences loved it. I mean, look at the scores on Rotten Tomatoes. I loved it. I mean, I might be biased because I'm a Deadpool fan, but that first movie kind of, it changed the market a lot. Um, I think... I think the acquisition of Fox from Disney, like I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think there's a lot of potential. I mean, Disney, you know, as well as I do, as evil as the company might seem sometimes, I feel like, you know, they have the money and the, the talent and the intelligence to write um, complex stories like that, you know? And not, not for nothing too, they have the rights to a lot of other things that would be pretty cool. Seeing Deadpool and Spider-Man in the same movie would be pretty awesome. Team Red teaming up with uh, Daredevil there or something like that. You know, you've already seen the Deadpool and Korg <laughs> trailer. Oh, I don't even what was that for? New guy? I think that was for Ryan Run one of Ryan Reynolds' uh, non-Disney movies, non-comic book movies. I mean, that'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I think that's about it. Those are, those are the three life lessons that I took away from Deadpool, um, at least as of this recording, as of the, as of, the blog post back in 2018. Um, I guess we'll see where it goes when Deadpool three comes out. You know, it, it's important to remember that this is all entertainment, but entertainment also kind of adheres to the same three life lessons here, right? Learn how to break the rules with a good heart, stick to your guns and accomplish your goals and never take life too seriously. Those things are pretty important. You can apply them across all of your arts, all of your worldly goals. All right, my friends, uh, that is all I have. Again, this is a uh, first solo show, so I'm 
fully experimenting here. Love to hear what you think. You can reach us in a variety of ways. Uh, you can email us betterism.staff at gmail.com. You can choose the DM over on Instagram at betterism.inc. Uh, you can leave a voice message for us. Click the link in the bio over there. Um, we're starting a new segment soon. This must be the year of betterism experimentation. We're going to start a new segment on the podcast where we have audience, listeners, um, and other past guests kind of sharing some recent betterisms that have been working for them lately. So we're going to be playing around the format a little bit. I hope you'll stick around. I hope you'll uh, teach us a thing or two for sure. As always, my friends, much love. Always, always, always stay learning and maximum effort. Well, that's it, friends. Thanks for tuning in. I hope to swing through again. If you'd like to reach out, uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us online at medium.com slash betterism. Be better at whatever it is you're building. And remember, friends, stay learning. <laughs>